This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Tuesday, November 29th, 2023. How is everybody doing? You know what sucks outside? Holy smokes. It is amazing how quickly the transition from nice weather where you can get in a round of golf to total, awful, brutal weather. I walked my daughter to the bus stop today. Oh my God. I had to wear three coats. I hate this. I'm going to move. Actually, I'm not. But you ever wonder why we live in Michigan? I mean, it's great when it's not snowing or awful. Like, I don't know, six months out of the year is fantastic. Six months. The other six months, not great. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing great. I am happy to announce we have the field for the first ticket trivia, which will be on Friday. I have contacted the three lucky contestants, and they will go against each other for a chance to take on Stoney in a couple of weeks. That's right. The winner of the first inaugural ticket trivia gets to take on Stoney. It's going to be fun to watch, I feel. All Detroit sports questions, Michigan, Michigan State as well. So we'll do that on Friday's episode. I'm very excited. And by the way, we're going to do it along the way here. Every couple weeks, if people like it, if people hate it, I'll come up with a different concoction on how to get followers, I guess. But I hope to do it every couple weeks because I do believe it's going to be pretty fun. So all you have to do to get involved, follow the Daily Ticket wherever you get your podcast and leave a review. And in your review, just leave your Twitter handle or your Facebook identity. And I will reach out to you and I'll get you on the daily ticket. Good? Good. All right, let's go on with the show, shall we? Because I don't even want to do this podcast. You enjoy my Christmas decorations in the back right there. That's right. I'm a Jewish guy. But my daughter was born on Christmas. And my wife is not Jewish. So uh, we're all christmas up here. There we go. Little tree as well. Santa right there. I'm not quite sure that I actually showed you Santa, but I think I did. Anyway, as you can tell, I'm stalling. Because I don't really want to talk about what I'm going to talk about, but I kind of feel the need that I have to talk about this because I know you're thinking it as well. You ever have some thoughts that you really don't want to say out loud? I mean, it happens in human beings all the time, correct? And I've been having this feeling, these thoughts, And I've decided to keep them to myself because they're not very pleasant. But I am now ready to unveil them. I am now ready to give them to you. It's kind of a nightmare scenario if you really think about it. Because over the last five games, the one special, exciting, awesome, tremendous, 
best team in 61-year Lions haven't really played well. And now it's becoming a theme. And sometimes when I have feelings like this, I wait for somebody more important to me than me to back it up. And that's exactly what happened today when I was reading Peter King. Let me read this to you very quickly. Peter King, the 10 things I think I think, right? Been around forever. By the way, Peter King likes the Lions. I remember a couple different times that Peter King actually picked the Lions to go to the Super Bowl. Of course, that never happened. Peter King was pretty high on this team. Peter King wrote this, two different points in the 10 things he thinks he thinks about the Detroit Lions. I'm going to read this to you, and then we got to talk about this. His eight point, number eight, I think the Lions are regressing, which is an odd thing to say about an eight and three team, but they can't get defensive stops the way they did early in the year. I thought after last week with the three picks thrown by Jared Goff that it was a fluke event. But it's worrisome that the Lions have turned it over 11 times in the last five games after turning it over six times in the first six. They've given up 29 points per game over the last five games. The massive comeback against Chicago may have been a mirage. You've thought this. I've thought this. None of us have been gutsy enough to say this. We had my brother come on the podcast and give us his very horrifying theory that the Lions are only good because they haven't played anybody. I don't want to believe that. Peter King is turning. I feel like I've been thinking about turning. They haven't been impressive, but I'm not done with King. That was point number eight in the 10 things I think I think. His ninth thing that he thought says the following. I think when you give up 38 14, 38, 26, and 29 points over the last five games, that's not going to put you in a league with Philadelphia and San Francisco. I found myself wondering on Thanksgiving whether GM Brad Holmes will regret not going hard after a pass rusher to bookend with Aiden Hutchinson down the stretch or maybe corner depth. It's one thing to get strafed by Justin Herbert, but another to get torched by Jordan Love. Now, maybe Jordan Love turns out to be a good quarterback, but he's damn right about that. He really is. And then, unfortunately, I have other stats to back that up. All of a sudden, the Lions' remaining games, the schedule that I've said so many times is so easy, all of a sudden's got a hell of a lot tougher. They got to play the Denver Broncos on the 17th of December. Denver's won five in a row. Russell Wilson has gotten it together. That all of a sudden is a playoff scary type team. They got to play Minnesota twice. At the taping of this podcast, the Vikings have yet to play the Bears. But you're talking about Minnesota trying to win the division only a couple losses back in the loss column. They have to go to Soldier Field, take on Justin Fields. Justin Fields torched the Lions at Ford Field. The Lions were lucky enough to win that football game. But imagine what he's going to do in the elements and what Jared Goff is going to do in the elements. We'll get to it. They're going to go to Dallas. Dallas is kicking teams' asses. See what they did to Washington on Turkey Day? Like, that's what you want the Lions to be doing to inferior teams. But instead, they're messing around with inferior teams. Defensively, 
not good at all. Can't get home pass rush wise. And offensively, all they do is turn over the freaking football. Jared Goff has not been Jared Goff. He just hasn't since the Baltimore game. Five games ago. Now, he was really good in the second half against the Chargers. Other than that, do you know the Lions have 11 turnovers in the last five games? I've already told you that. Peter King told you that. Goff has five picks in the last five games. And then the staggering one. Jared Goff has five fumbles in the last five games. Jared Goff is quickly becoming the Rams' Jared Goff that Sean McVay wanted the hell out of Southern California. It is kind of scary. Jared Goff has gone from PFF, pro football focus, his best player, <clears throat> to the guy that we saw in Los Angeles that McVay decided to get rid of, then go to Cabo and court Matthew Stafford to come to L.A. and win a Super Bowl. Jared Goff has gone from a guy that everybody wanted to resign to a guy that I think Lions fans, if he has a couple other bad performances, are going to turn on him. Three of his last five games, he's had a rating of 85 or less. Two of those games have been a rating in the mid-60s. Goff ain't the same dude anymore. He's turning over the football at an alarming rate. He gets any sense of pressure, he folds. He's not mobile to begin with. He's not the most athletic. It does seem like teams have figured out a way to play Jared Goff. That's scary. What about the defense? You heard Peter King say it. Over the last five games, they've given up an average of over 29 points a game. Like, what is going on defensively? I think we realized that Aaron Glenn's defense wasn't the greatest, but they were stopping the run early on. Every now and then they got home as far as the pass rush is concerned, and they put up some pretty nice stats. Now that's all gone. It's all gone. They're sixth worst in the game in sacks. They just have 23. They're 10th worst in football in QB rating allowed. Any quarterback that goes against the Lions has a 92.5 rating, which is pretty good. They've also allowed the fifth most touchdowns in all of football. Add it all together, this is not good. It's not good at all. And the schedule is tougher. And you know that Lions defense has trouble against quarterbacks that can run. Look at the quarterbacks that they're going to be going against. They got to take on Justin Fields one more time in Chicago. They got to take on Dak Prescott, who has the ability to run the football. They got to take on Russell Wilson, who ran the football against a very good Browns D over the weekend. And then you take on Josh Dobbs, not once but twice, and Dobbs can run the football. All in all, it's getting a little scary, isn't it? It really is. And I mean, I guess I'm curious what you think. Because it's not even so much about the one seed anymore. They're two games behind Philly for the one seed. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe you're going to say it was a pipe dream all along. I don't know. But there was a point in time, maybe in October, where I thought this team was special. Better than anything I've ever seen. Now, I guess I go back to my expectations when the season started. You got to win the freaking division. You have to. You got to.
You got to get your first home playoff game since 93. You got to get your first divisional title since 93. The first time ever winning the NFC North. Let's not forget back in October, we talked about winning the division and we said that isn't good enough. Now, I'll take it. I'll be happy to take it. Because the alternative, if you don't win the division, if you cough it up against the Vikings, who you have two times still yet to play at the end of the season, then what are you looking at? You're looking at just trying to make the playoffs. They're a three seed right now. They're eight and three. Life is still pretty good. Maybe you think I'm overreacting, but let's just say the Vikings, who at the time of this podcast being recorded are six and five. Let's say they win tonight, okay? Now they're seven and five. They're one game behind you in the win column. And if they find a way to put their destiny in their own hands and they beat you twice, then you wonder, well, are you going to make the playoffs? Which is unthinkable to think about, is it not? But you look at the seventh seed in the NFC, and it's the Seattle Seahawks, currently at six and five, just two games worse than you. But guess what? They have the tiebreaker against you because they beat you head to head. Am I freaking out? I might be. The good thing about Dan Campbell has been in 21 games. The Lions have won 16 of them. There hasn't been a two-game losing skid. Dan Campbell, for some reason, some way, shape, or form, has the ability to take a loss and turn it into a winning streak. He's done it over and over and over again. So hopefully he does it again. But of the remaining games that they have on their schedule, give me the gimme. Maybe at the Saints. But the Saints are five and six. The Saints lost last weekend. The Saints are tied for first place in their division. They're thinking they can get to the postseason. That game's going to be in the Big Easy. Weird things happen at that Superdome place. What do they call it? So that should maybe worry you a little bit. At Chicago, that worries the hell out of me. That's outdoor Jared Goffin against the mobile quarterback in Justin Fields. Two against Minnesota at Dallas. You've never played well there. And then the Broncos come in here, who have won five in a row. There's no more guineas. The schedule no longer looks easy. The Lions have not played good football for over a month. I'm curious where you're at. Are you hitting the alarm bell? Are you starting to think those thoughts and now saying those thoughts that they're going to do it to us again? I don't want to get too dramatic. I'm not going to get too dramatic, I swear. However, I can tell you a quick little story. Two years ago, the Detroit Tigers went out and got Javier Baez, bad signing, and Eduardo Rodriguez. They proclaimed to the world, the rebuild is over. They then proceeded to suck. Al Avila got fired. The Tiger fan base was so ready for success. They were frothing at the mouth before that season. They thought they were going to get a wild card. That season wrecked a lot of Tiger fans. Now they're, they come back. You're resilient. We're in Detroit. But that was the Tigers. Could you imagine if the Lions did it? Finally, we think we have a real team. For the majority of the season, they are a real team. They've lived up to the hype. And then if they find a way to miss the postseason, 
That would be fucking horrifying. I don't think the fan base could get over it. All the goodwill of the season tickets being sold out. The rabid crowds at Ford Field. If they were going to take a nosedive in the next six games, if they do it to us again because they've done it to us before, you, me, we will not get over this. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Dan Campbell is going to right the ship. But God damn it, can they get a pass rush? Can they get home just once? 23 sacks for the season. Not good enough. And I agree with Peter King. Brad Holmes should have done something at the deadline. He claimed he didn't want to screw up the culture by bringing in somebody that did not fit. Well, it sure didn't help your defense. And now your defense, it seems like teams know exactly what to do to beat you and score on you, giving up an average of 29 points over the last five games. So I want to know what you think. Comment section, let me know. Are you worried about this? I remember in 2016, the Lions were red hot. They had to win one of the next three games to make the postseason, to win the division. Matt Stafford hurt his pinky. I think about this often. They went to New York and lost. They went to Dallas and lost. Lost to Aaron Rodgers at Ford Field, I believe it was, to end the season. Missed out on the division. Went to Seattle in the postseason. Didn't even score a touchdown. This is starting to feel eerily similar to that. And I never thought I would say that even three weeks ago. You know, it's one thing to play bad or subpar for a couple weeks. But the fact that they weren't able to rebound from what happened against Chicago, they won that game, but golf played like crap. The team played like crap. They found a way to beat the bad bears, but then it came back to bite them against the Packers. The fact that they did not rebound and get better and weren't ready for the Packers and got dominated by Green Bay, that to me is disheartening and all too similar. So maybe you think I'm being way too dramatic and that's fine. Hope I am. Are you worried about it again? Are you worried that they're going to do what they've done to us our entire lives? Let us down. Let me know. Comment section. I think I've hit everything. I wasn't trying to be depressing, but I think I've come away as a depressing individual. Let's get to the comments, shall we? To read some comments. Good comment and bad comment always on the daily ticket. And remember, if you want to play in ticket trivia, which we're going to do every couple weeks, please rate, review, download, follow. And when you review, leave your Twitter handle on the review. And I will reach out to you and get you on the daily ticket. I appreciate you all. Here we go. Comment section. Let's start with the good one. Now, yesterday's podcast was very good watched, listened to a lot. So thank you for that. It was titled Crying Ryan, How Michigan Has Broken Ryan Day. John Adams, 2076-0 says, great job, Jeff. By the way, if you remember what I wrote a few days ago, JJ was actually injured in the Penn State game. They limited him. He did not practice during the week of the Maryland game until the day before. His timing was off. He practiced all week this week. This is why he looked like J.J. again. Oh, thank you, John. And I agree with you. J.J. McCarthy was great in that game. He didn't light him up offensively as far as yards, 
But man, did he keep plays alive with his legs. And man, did he make some big-time NFL throws. Thanks, John. Now for the bad comments. I got a couple of them. This one says, dude, shave your head already. That comb over is looking pretty thin and sad. That's from at alt underscore right. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I just got a haircut today. I put this thickening stuff in it. It doesn't look like it's working. I'm going to give this a couple weeks. If my hair doesn't look better, I'm shaving my head and I'll do it on the podcast. Okay? I will shave my head. My wife is walking down the stairs. She and my daughter have never allowed me to shave my head. But if it doesn't get any better, I'll do it on the podcast. All right? One more bad comment, and then we'll let you go for the day. This one is from Chris.3791 about the podcast yesterday. It says, Rieger, I appreciate your perspective, brah. But we all remember the wicked vitriol you spewed on Michigan for the previous month. It was you and the people like you who blew this whole Michigan are such cheaters fiasco clear to the moon and perpetrated the madness to an insane level. It's like you took a sense of joy in it all. There's a huge difference in reporting the news and relishing in something that could have cost those kids their season who did nothing wrong. You can't just act like none of that happened, my dude. Well, first of all, dude, don't call me bra. And don't call me my dude if you want to rip on me. But I have a little lesson to teach you. I didn't cheat. They cheated. I didn't get investigated by the NCAA. They did. Go look at the last two Ohio State games before the last one. Michigan fucking rolled them. This last one, they win by four. Do you think that's a coincidence? I ask you. I don't know. The other thing, bro, my dude, is the fact I am not a journalist. I am not reporting anything. I read the stories by credible outlets, and I react to them. That's sports radio, my dude. It's called having an opinion, bro. So you want to blame me? Blame me. I was nice enough to say what I said the last podcast, that maybe I was wrong. But the more I think about it, what Connor Stallions in Michigan did, it probably helped. All right? My dog is now fired up. Thanks for that. All right. That is the podcast, bro. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Wednesday, the first inaugural ticket trivia on a Friday. My dog won't shut up. Bouncy, please. Little silence here. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Wednesday. See you guys.